Hello, and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. Um, I'm Christine, and I'm here with Nate. That's me. And Sung. Hey. And we are continuing our series on um, things we wish we'd known sooner, or or people that we we know maybe wish that they'd known. <laughs> Pe- things we wish other people had yeah. known sooner. <laughs> That's a big one for me. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so what are you talking about today, Sung? Uh, so things I wish, uh, things I wish I knew one of them, and this is a, a, um, we talk about this often, um, well, you know, uh, every few years on a Sunday here at grace. And we've talked about it, this in, in the podcast. And I would say it's one of those things where I've heard from a number of people saying like, man, I I wish I knew this, Mm -hmm. uh, before, um, and, and that is, and the, the, the myth is, uh, that, or, or the, the way that they see God's purpose and will for their life is that God has somehow this, this blueprint plan for their life mm-hmm. and that they have to follow, they have to find it, discover it and follow that blueprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they don't follow the blueprint to the T, well, you know, wah, wah, consolation yeah. prize, <laughs> sure. mm-hmm. uh, I'm on God's will plan B, not plan A. It's yeah. not God's best for my life. Right. Mm-hmm. If that were the case, um, we're, we're well through the alphabet at this point. <laughs> plan Z, <laughs> infinity, double, double, yeah. W. Uh, so, all right. I like, I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind when you say something like that is that I, like, I remember when I was first learning how to share my faith, that there was like this there was some sort of way of doing it that started with like, God has a wonderful, wonderful plan, plan for your it's life. It's called evangelism explosion. For yes. those of you who remember. Yes. And I, 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 I think that whether or not I consciously sort of evaluated and accepted that as a belief for me, a wonderful plan feels like feels linear. Mm. And so I sort of in, in communicating to other people, I sort of took that for myself mm-hmm. as well. Like there's sort of like a linear plan that God has and mm-hmm. you need to sort of get on the, get on the road, get yeah. on the narrow path, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. yeah, And it's a line, but that, I mean, that certainly has not mm-hmm. been my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That certainly has not been my experience. Well, life yeah. hasn't been linear. For you. <laughs> no, despite yeah. all my efforts. Yeah. <laughs> and I would sometimes say the more you try to push that way to make life linear and controllable, the more God seems to just, Kind of mess that up. Yeah. Mm. And part of it is God's trying to show you like, hey, you're not the master of your fate. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. So are you saying God doesn't have a wonderful plan for my life? Well, here's what I would say. I would say God does have a wonderful plan, although you need to nuance what wonderful means <laughs> and plan means. Perfect. <laughs> now we're in it. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I know, like when I was in, you know, Baptist Sunday school, one of the things that, um, you know, like a lot of, a lot of my classmates, you know, would ask about that, that changed my view of, of a wonderful plan is, you know, we always think of plan, like we're here and we need to get there. And so we can only see like the next step, the next step. Mm. Whereas thinking about it, like God isn't like above looking at what, we might do, but what we have done, right? Like he, he is in all times mm-hmm. and places. Does that make sense? It does. How does that, like, 
help me help me connect that to the conversations you were having with other people. Oh yeah, sorry. So all all of the people were like, "How do we have free will if God is uh, already in, in all like all times at once?" Whereas for me, my question was, um, you know, like, "Oh, so this kind of gives me a little bit of freedom because God already knows what I'm going to do next." Mm. So it's not like I can step off of His wonderful plan for my life if that's been, you know, like laid out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Good. I'm glad Sung, you should take this one. I'm maybe in my synapses yeah, are firing you, a little bit gotta, slow. You've got to, you've got to translate. <laughs> it's literally. You need another cup of coffee. It feels like a feeling. <laughs> it feels like you're communicating a feeling that I can't quite yeah, catch. That's like, that's the, yeah, that's the problem with my personality type, I think. Well, I, I, let's begin here. I think a lot of times, especially as Christ followers, when we want to make a decision, important decisions, it's natural and normal for us to go like, God, is this in a line? Is this aligned with your purpose for my life? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to make a mistake. And so we pray about decisions because it's weighty and it's significant and we don't want to make a wrong term. So I think in that sense, and what happens is that uh, we, we think that there is some specific plan for us, take job A or take job B. What we often miss is that when it comes to God's will, a lot of it is already revealed to us in scripture. Mm-hmm. And so we we miss the things that's already laid out for us, trying to seek out something esoteric or something kind of unique for us. Uh, like God's going to say, you know, move to Seattle and take this job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he could and he might. Uh, but in the midst of that, we miss a lot of things. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, like you trying to look for an Easter egg and you think it's like square and polka dot and you walk right by all the other Easter eggs. Cause mm-hmm. you, you, you like, it's right there, but because you're not looking for the right thing, mm-hmm. you miss it all. So what kind of things does he lay out in terms of his will for us that, that we, that we miss? Um, so for example, um, you, you can be so focused on a specific life decision mm-hmm. that you, but, but to not even consider, let's say, uh, how you treat your spouse mm-hmm. or your kids or how, how you do your work at work, yeah. mm-hmm. which is actually very clearly laid out in terms of the kinds of people we're supposed to become. And, and we could get so focused on this decision yeah. that we miss the entire point of God's revealed will mm-hmm. in scripture, which is like, we're called to become this type of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the things that is a real danger. Sure. And, and so we miss things that are really clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. I mean, I've even seen people and we've had a lot of experiences with this because we're based in Ann Arbor, which is a very, very transient city. People coming for a, a degree or internship or something and then leaving. Oftentimes people will leave for a job and not consider the greater life implications of a new city and a new community, Mm. no support system, Mm -hmm. no, you know, no church home. Um, And then like six months in, they're suddenly like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't, like this is not at all what I expected it Mm -hmm. to be. And it's sort of like some of the things that we know God's revealed will about how we should be living or whatever, how we should be engaging in the world right. suddenly don't work when all you're, all you see is sort of like job A or job B. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or they'll move to a new city 
and they get so focused on the work that they don't build any kind of uh, um, Christian community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, the, you know, my, my life is miserable. Well, yeah, because like you, you're decentered from, like not that your work isn't important, mm-hmm. but you've become so obsessed with that mm-hmm. because that's what brought you to that city that you're not becoming, it, it, it's deforming your character. Mm-hmm. And you don't see the the importance of Christian community. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you're lonely. So, of course, you call Nate because you're so lonely in six months and you're like, oh, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, that's um, so that that's where uh, like, yeah, you, you know, you gather all the facts, make a smart decision at the same time. Um, like jobs in particular, right? Like we could be so excited because we're like, oh man, the pay is great. The city is great. But then we fall into that trap without going like, okay, God, yeah. mm-hmm. as we move to the city, who do you want us to be? Right. Mm-hmm. How, what kind of neighbors do you want us to be? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm at work 14 hours a day. I don't even know my neighbors. Yeah. Right? Is that really what God is calling you to? Right. Yeah. And then we can like blame the job, right? Where it's right. like, oh, I picked the wrong job. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then like, we move to another city yeah, yeah. for a sexier, better looking job. Mm-hmm. Right. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. I mean, for, for real. Yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of this myself. You know, it mm-hmm. took me a long time to realize that the, the way that I worked was every bit, if not more important than, than what I was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. and it, it took a series of sort of positions and sort of feeling like this job stinks mm-hmm. before I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I think this is about me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So going back to the, uh, does God have a wonderful plan? And I said, well, it depends on how you define wonderful and plan. Uh, let's maybe some thoughts on this. Wonderful. You know, if you think of wonderful as like, uh, everything goes my way, mm-hmm. That's not what wonderful means. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does in some context, but that's not what what that phrase means. Like, oh, God is a wonderful plan. That means everything that I want is going to come go my way, mm-hmm. and it's going to be wonderful in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think if you rethink really that and go like, okay, uh, His plan is going to be full of wonder, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder what the heck I'm doing here. <laughs> Or so bad. <laughs> or or how, how is God going to nurture and grow a, a sense of wonder mm-hmm. in your heart? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that doesn't happen by giving you everything you ever want. Yeah, that that's that's a road to entitlement and being spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have I've had this exact sort of um, train of thought with my kids, with each of my kids in turn, where realizing like, oh, what I really want for them is things like resilience and compassion and patience and, you know, um, determination, grit, all of these things. And none of those come by them getting everything they want. Exactly. And I, like, and trust, I don't, I don't, they might disagree with you, but I, I don't <laughs> withhold from my children in order to increase their grit. Suffering. Mm-hmm. Pain. I, I don't do that. Yeah. But, but when that happens in their life, I don't, automatically think, oh no, you know, like this is bad for them. Mm -hmm. I think, all right, this is something that is developing the things that we do want for them. And Mm -hmm. and there have been times when that has been really, really hard. There have been times when I have honestly prayed similar to Jesus in the garden, like God, like take, please, please take this burden away. Mm -hmm. Please. If, if you can, please do it. Um, uh, and when he doesn't, 
it, I very quickly begin to look for, not very quickly, that's giving myself too much credit, but I do <laughs> see in hindsight where the things that I, the greater things that I want for them develop in mm-hmm. the midst of those difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's a reframing of the word wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another way to reframe the word plan is, and this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, uh, a lot of times we think of it as a blueprint plan. Um, and so if you think about a blueprint, the architect or designer has laid out every single detail. Every detail. Mm-hmm. The location of every light switch. And I mean, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happens if you ignore or go off alignment one aspect of a blueprint plan? Has that ever happened to you, Nate? Um, so I'm working on a house that was built in the 1800s. There are no blueprints. But I will say that, that yeah, like it, you, you create this domino effect mm-hmm. that yeah. is just almost yeah. impossible to recover from. Yeah. Uh, right. And so if, if your life is a blueprint plan and you, let's say, marry the wrong person, right? Yeah. Then it's like, okay, not only has, not, not only now the person that they, they were supposed to marry is now going to marry the wrong person, but the marry, person you were going to supposed to marry is going to marry. And that's a whole <laughs> domino effect, right? So because of your one decision, you've messed up the entire ecosystem of the world. Right. Like you see the pressure and the burden of that kind of way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so if, uh, you know, blueprints are made to be followed. Mm-hmm. Um, this might not be a perfect analogy, but go with me here. But a that's a blueprint plan, but there that's different from a game plan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So rather than spelling out everything in detail, a game plan will set forth kind of principles and boundaries um, with lots of freedom and flexibility in between. So I'm a big football fan, so just go with me if you're not. But in, in football, you can, like, if if... Every play is done by a, a, a blueprint. Um, if a receiver goes out and they're covered, well, a blueprint would say, well, you need to still throw to that person mm. because you got to follow the blueprint plan. Right. A game plan means uh, there are options. You know, the, the point is to move the ball forward to score, touchdown, or field goal. Um, and a game plan, the game plan is, well, you want to win the game, right? And But how you go about it, is is not so rigid and it's not a, a blueprint plan where like okay if i didn't throw to receiver a but instead as a quarterback i just ran with it like there's flexibility and freedom there's boundaries and principles that doesn't mean though that you could do whatever you want mm-hmm. right it doesn't mean the quarterback can run out of bounds and come back in and then throw the ball and then like so uh, uh, there's a you know so you 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 stay away from this rigid legalism but it's not just this libertine, do right. whatever you mm-hmm. want. There are principles and there are boundaries in a game plan. Um, so I think that's a really important distinction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that is that how you navigate when you think of like following God's plan for your life, Christine? Mm, good question. Um, well, I don't understand any of the football analogy. <laughs> um, so maybe. <laughs> Um, I think a couple of things that like, I don't know that like came into my mind as you were talking is, uh, just, uh, somewhat related to like how I, I navigate is, you know, y- you gave that analogy of like, if it's a blueprint and you marry the wrong person, then this person is marrying the wrong person. This person is, um, in which case, like, why would a God who knows past, present, future, 
like ordain you to marry someone who you're not going to marry. Yeah. And like, like set us up for a domino effect of failure. Right. Um, I mean, that's, in, uh, yeah, in some ways you're saying like the, the blueprint, the blueprint model actually requires God to be other than we know that he is. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. We, it requires him to be uh, against us and not for us mm-hmm. um, because none of us can follow even like a literal, like there was a beautiful blueprint for Grace Church, you know, the, like the new remodel. And then, you know, there are all these things where afterwards Julian and I were like, that wasn't supposed to, we have a thing saying that wasn't supposed to go there. Mm. Um, so even architects cannot follow their own, you know, like it's <laughs> like if, if the professionals can't do it, uh, how can a bunch of uh, amateur life livers yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do that? So I, yeah, I, I think I definitely grew up with that kind of idea. Um, but I, yeah, I guess I navigate it. Yeah. Thinking of like, okay, maybe there's like a blueprint of who God wants me to be. Mm. And with every like mistake, we're either knocking, you know, like we're knocking down the walls of my heart Mm. to, to realign it with this blueprint of, of who I'm created to be. And that's the plan that feels like maybe a little bit more permanent. Mm. Um, but I have a whole lifetime to get there. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I think that's something that we also forget is it's like, okay, right now this decision is the rest of my life. Right. Some decisions you know, will affect the rest of our lives, but that's a helpful distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that there are times when God may give a very specific or detailed, uh, plan and just say, you know, like, like, and he did that in in scripture, like, you know, Abram, leave your home country and Mm -hmm. move to this place that I will show you. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't even know where he was going. Um, so there may be, there will be times where God will give you a very specific plan. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's more to build your character and your, uh, and your obedience to Mm -hmm. him. Uh, And it's not so much about like, and it's part of a great grander plan that he has. But then there are other times that means where, um, you may not get an answer. Mm -hmm. And in some ways God is saying like, Hey, yeah, use wisdom and choose. Mm-hmm. Like our discernment series on on rhythms of grace, mm-hmm. yeah. Like trust, trust God, or oh, love God, oh. and and do what you want. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I had a amnesia moment. <laughs> so many seasons. How do we even yeah. flash back anymore? <laughs> and and that, that's that's actually what happened when we moved to Ann Arbor. I remember like, again, when you're moving or considering a new job or things that that's when like this whole thing comes up in most people uh, as uh, followers of Jesus. But uh, I I took several visits out uh, out here. One was to interview at a church that was kind of struggling and dying. And, um, and I thought as I toured the city that I would get the sense of like, oh, the sense of peace or a sense of conviction, like, oh, this is where we're supposed to move. And I remember having a phone conversation. This was probably my second visit here, like as I was talking to people in the church. And Amy's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I mean, long, long story short, we moved here. We closed on that church, started Grace. But the thing is, it was like we made a, a, a huge life decision. Yeah. Moving halfway across the country. Uh, my wife leaving her, ex- not only her uh, nuclear family, but her extended family in the Philadelphia area to move here um, on, and, and I would say, did God call us here? 
Yes, but it wasn't like God said move to Ann Arbor. Hmm. It was just, it was literally like, and we had this conversation. Like Amy, I feel like God is just saying you choose. Hmm. And then so Amy's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's partly some of the reasons why we want God to tell us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it takes the, the burden of decision-making off of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like just, so even in that case too, right. There was, there, I mean, a huge life decision. Um, we had no idea how things were going to turn out. And there were, there were things in, in the church here before we close it down that, wasn't very attractive either. You know, I remember Amy said like our, our daughter was a year old and, and, uh, the church that we eventually closed, uh, there was one other kid in the entire church and Amy's mm. like, I don't, I don't want to raise our kids <laughs> in the, so it wasn't like it was like all the pieces made sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And that somehow it was more, uh, financially or family wise or anything more advantageous. Mm. Um, but there was this desire in my heart, you know, there was just this, you know, again, like conversations, discussion, prayer, all this kind of stuff. And, and even like taking into consideration, of course, my in-laws were like, oh no, they don't want us to move. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things to consider, but th- I, I just share that because even a thing like that, there was not this, there was just a sense of like God saying, you have the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we felt that when we first purchased the farm as well, we we had been praying every day for a year Mm -hmm. about an opportunity and we had actually made a really long list of everything that we wanted in a, in a farm property. And when our current farm came up on the market, it was literally like 29 out of 30 things Mm -hmm. that we wanted, but there, but, but still, and this is the point there was at the decision point, there were still a million unknowns. I mean, Mm -hmm. a million unknowns. Um, for all sorts of various reasons. The buildings were in disrepair and it was a new city for us and it would require uh, moving Amy's business to another like region of the mm-hmm. state. Like those are all big things. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that even in that moment, we could have said, ah, no, this, this one still is, it probably isn't right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would have been necessarily like missing God's will. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is proven to be 10 times uh, more than we ever dreamed it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has been like 10 times more difficult than we ever dreamed mm-hmm. it would be, you know? And, uh, and so it, it, it there is still that point where it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Yeah. You know, like you're going to take the leap or, or you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've yeah. lived that too. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes you may make a decision and, and maybe you, you may even feel like God has called you to a decision. And I don't know if we'll get to it this episode. If not, we'll talk about it next episode. But that doesn't mean, like, this is what often happens. Oh, I've, I thought God was calling me to do this or do that. And then they run into some trouble and they go through a valley and they immediately think, maybe that wasn't God's will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and and if this is the next episode, uh, we'll talk more in depth about this. But not every valley you go through means that you made a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we make that? Another, I have so much to say about that, yeah. but I, but can we make it another episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have so much. I okay. actually should yeah. write down. My brain is full of thoughts. <laughs> okay. Because I've been through so many valleys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some of the things that, I, I, let, let's get some practical application mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so if this is what God's will is like, what, what does that mean for somebody who's trying to decide what job to take or yeah. who to marry? Like, yep. What, what mm-hmm. should I do? Is there any guidance? Um, a couple things I could think of one, one is, and we've touched upon this a little bit, but like obey what you already know. Mm-hmm. 
because again, like if, um, if you are neglecting things that you, you already know, uh, and in the midst of that, trying to find some, you're, you're, you're trying to decide if this big cr- cross intersection, uh, like you're, you're not actually being faithful mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a dimmer switch, right? Like the more you walk like, well, okay, let me take a step back. The more you walk in obedience, the more light God will show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a dimmer switch, right? It just increase, And the more you walk in disobedience, the dimmer switch goes down. Mm-hmm. So if you are walking in disobedience on the things you already know, because you're so focused on some decision, that dimmer switch is actually going down. Mm-hmm. You could pray, God, show me this. But like you're trying to move into a new house, let's say, and you're trying to decide. And all of a sudden, like because of that, you're like a jerk of a husband. Mm. I doubt. Maybe, you know, God is God. He could do what he wants. But that dimmer switch on your life is actually going to go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be like, God, show me the house you want us to move in. Yeah. He's just like, you're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons people <clears throat> talk so much about um, sobriety as being like when people are in the depths of addiction, everything is dim. Addiction is like the only thing mm-hmm. that they see, right? So it's kind of the thing where like you can be doing one thing that literally turns down the lights yeah. on every other part of your life. Absolutely. Amy and I, we get away <clears throat> we get away every uh, year. We try to to take three or four days to sort of plan the next year and mm-hmm. evaluate the year that came. And we just did it. And I actually found this year to be the simplest so far. Each mm. one has gotten simpler. Mm. And it's because as we sort of mm. walked in what we're, we're trying to be obedient in the life we're building and in the business that we're running and all these things, like the next year sort of comes together easier and easier because we're kind of saying, well, look, we, we sort of we're on a path that we feel very confident God has laid out in front of us. There's still a ton of decisions we could make. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? But every year it feels a little bit easier to say, here's the, here's the three things that we think we should maybe, and we don't always Mm -hmm. get them done. I mean, heck no, but Mm -hmm. the direction it's like the, the direction we're moving is clearer and clearer, even if the destination changes yeah. or or we don't quite get as far as we thought we were going to in the course of 12 months. Yeah. So that's one is just kind of obey based on what you already know. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, and, and whenever you see a new Christian come to faith, right? Like this is sometimes what happens. Other Christians would be like, you got to do this. You can't do this. You got, mm-hmm. it's like, well, like let them obey what they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God will reveal to them yeah. over time. That's mm-hmm. oh, so good. Right. And we want to kind of moralize everything and just like, Hey, they are on their own journey. And so for those of us who've been followers of Jesus for a long time, I mean, and we have to admit this, like our level of obedience, mm-hmm. our, our level of knowledge far surpasses our level mm-hmm. of obedience. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to make a decision, but it's creating so much anxiety to the point of being unhealthy, <laughs> that, that might be a sign like, mm-hmm. hey, like th- there's something uh, askew here. Yeah. And I think with that, you know, I, I'm thinking of so many young professionals who are looking ahead, right? And there are so many uh, the opportunities for them to move to a new place where they won't have to deal with community or where they can like prove their independence or, you know, like... Mm-hmm prove that they can do x y and z and and a a lot of times you know like i'm thinking 
of, of the dangers of, of living in isolation or of, you know, pro- you know, proving yourself in this area instead of whatever. And so, you know, what you're talking about reminds me also of as you're looking at opportunities and trying to make a decision, not only planning what you will do, but also how will I continue to live out what I know there? Yeah. Yeah. How will I continue to live out my call to worship and community? Yeah. And, and like, what will that look like in job A versus job B? Yeah, right. And, and, and uh, most from experience, most young professionals are people, they will put like 99% of their energy uh, into planning and considering the financial and the job mm-hmm. aspect and hardly anything on the the the, the Christian community aspect, mm-hmm. right? And so what if you actually considered that as much yeah. as uh, the job opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's a lesson that just has to be learned the hard way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. right? Like yeah. you're saying, I'm like, well, I did that. I did that over and over and over <laughs> again, you know? Um, uh, but I also know that the, <laughs> this is awful. The number of times that I've tried to communicate that and the number of times that advice have been taken seriously, there's a wide, wide <laughs> yeah. disparity, yeah. right? And it could just be one of those things. Like, oh no, this is like a hard lesson that you, yeah. you have mm-hmm. to learn yourself. It is. It is. And so part of that too, I would just say, yeah, like as you're making decisions, uh, gather the facts, right? Like faith doesn't mean uh, that you leave your brain at the door and don't consider all the options. I don't know how much we need to talk about that because most people I know who are Christians, that's, that's, that's what they do. And if anything, if there's an error, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just, just to say the obvious, right? It, it's um, at least most people that I know, it, it's they, they do their research uh, and all that, but but I, I do know some people where it's like, oh, just trust God and just what, whatever. It's like, no, you, you actually got to think about things and gather all the facts. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's important. Mm-hmm. So any other suggestions for, from either of you about guidance and... Right, living with a game mm-hmm. plan instead of a blueprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a very decisive person. Um, and so, uh, but I think that that partly comes from something that like... Uh, that my, I remember my stepmom was riding in the car with her and, you know, my, my dad's been divorced a couple of times. My mom's been divorced a couple of times. And so, you know, we were talking about like God's plan for marriage, mm. you know, at like age 12. And I was like, but what if I marry the wrong person? And, and then, you know, divorce is, is inevitable. And she was like, Christine, once you marry someone that becomes God's person for you, mm. it's just a matter of like, who will you be fighting with for the rest of your life? Are you going to be fighting over uh, option A or option B? Are you going to be fighting because you disagree in this area or this area or this area? And and it's just about like God, who, who is God calling you to be in that marriage? Which, you know, there are obviously there are exceptions. I've talked about that in my, in my own story. Um, but I think that like shaped how I approach decisions is it's like, okay, I want to think about like, who who is God calling me to be? Am I living it out? And then once I'm there, being faithful to that, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I think I think sometimes it can be really paralyzing to feel like I have infinite options and I could be 75 people and who is God calling me to be? It's like, well, you can be yourself in any of those 75 options. Right. Um, but only if if once you've made the decision, you commit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can be also the hard the hard part of decision making in a, in the modern world where we could be anyone yeah. and do yeah. anything. Sure. <laughs> I think for me, especially as someone who is uh, inclined towards the blueprint um, way of thinking about my own life and about faith, I think w- one of the pr- 
primary things that I would say is that at least for me, I have to learn to be kind to myself mm. because my, whether I want to or not, I'm all, I'm often thinking there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. There's a mm. right choice and a wrong choice. And the more that I live into that, the, the crueler I am and the more critical I am of myself. Mm. And if I focus hard on being kind to myself, it sort of like realigns me with a game plan way of thinking mm -hmm. uh, because you can't, you, that this that's just where it falls mm -hmm. right you know if you're if you're living in a blueprint world and you don't follow the blueprints there's no mercy there it's like well it was right there in black and white and you didn't do it like that's yeah. on you right but if i m do the hard work to be kind to myself it sort of realigns my brain to be like oh no wait a minute wait a minute there's a lot of options. There's a, there's a lot of wrong ways to do this. There's a lot of right ways to do mm -hmm. this. There's a lot of neutral ways to do mm -hmm. this. Well, let's sort of find where we are in that instead of it being sort of this black, white, yes, no mm -hmm. um, sort of framework. Yeah, the other thing I think about you, Nate, because uh, I know your wife Amy has said this to you and uh, others, including myself, but um, when you take a game plan, it, it, there is not, there, it's not just the flexibility, but also like, let's say in sports, the point is to win, right? But the, but the game plan mentality is also kind of taking a step back and saying, Hey, you know, we've gotten a first down, mm -hmm. you know, Nate, all this work you've done, you've gotten a first down, right. keep moving down the field yep. and look at all the hard work you've already done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's a reason for celebration because it's not about like, Oh, I screwed up that play. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. And, you know, like along that, those lines of like being kind to yourself, I was meeting with, uh, I met up with my friend who's also an Enneagram one. So she's like had a lot of these conversations with yes. her therapist, which is helpful <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, but one of the things, you know, I, I was talking about like, oh, you know, like it's so hard as, as like, you know, Christian leader to like, when you make a mistake and you know, it's a mistake, you know, cause there are like legitimate mm -hmm. mistakes that we can make in making there are wrong decisions. Sure. There are a lot of right decisions and there are also wrong ones. And she was like, Christine, have you read the Bible? Like Old Testament or New Testament, take your pick. There are so many, I think, you know, we think like, oh, if I make a mistake, like God will forsake me. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, Peter made like a thousand mistakes. Right. Just again and again and again. David, Abraham, like you could, you could go to anyone in the Bible and they make mistakes. And, yeah. and it's about like, who are you becoming in those mistakes? I mean, it's funny. Last week we were talking about Hebrews 11 and yeah. like these giants of the faith and all of those people, if you look at them, yeah. they also like blew it <laughs> yeah. big time big. over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's not, it's not two lists. It's the same list. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's good, Christine. In fact, uh, just this past week, a Amy, we're just, uh, we're t she goes through this Bible reading plan. Uh, she re uses this resource called the Bible recap. Uh, which she loves and I would recommend it for anybody. And I know several other people who use it, but she was saying, you know, the thing that I really struggle with is like, David is called a man after God's own heart. And yet he's been married to all these women and this and that. Had that dude murdered? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Yeah. And, and so again, like no matter what you think, like, oh, I've blown it. Like God can never redeem this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, just read through the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you were saying, Christine, that's a really great point. Um, I, I would, to piggyback off of that, I would say too, um, as you make decisions and look for guidance, um, think, uh, this is a broad thing, but think biblically about it because especially depending on the culture you live in, it's easy to think in the ways of mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people I know, um, 
not just young professionals, but even people who've been Christians for a long time, the, the rate of biblical illiteracy mm-hmm. is so high yeah. that even if you're like, hey, can you, you know, where would you find the Sermon on the Mount or where Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself? Like a lot of Christians would be like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I, you know, you hear people say like, oh, you know, doesn't God say God helps those who help themselves? Or what? Again, the, liter- the, the level of literacy is just so terrible you know um and we all have much to learn but again if you if if a if an athlete doesn't go to the team meeting you're not going to know how to follow the game plan Mm -hmm. yeah if you're not immersed in god's word like really what's going to happen is you're just going to follow what you think is right or wrong or what god wants when it might be totally off kilter yeah Mm mm-hmm so thinking biblically about it, and we've talked about this before too, but that means also it, it could be like, hey, decisions are not just like made by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wisdom in other people mm-hmm. and community. There's a lot of wisdom in discernment and going through a process of discernment. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm decisive. I'm going to take this job because yeah. it's paying 50% more. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. that, okay, sure. that's great. But you know what? You're going to run into kind of the shortcomings and um, of that decision. That's such a great point, Sung, because I think the more time that you spend, so there there are concepts in the scripture that have to deal with like money mm-hmm. and the economy and relationships and leadership and being a, a, like a, an employee, like that mm-hmm. all is in there. And I think the more that you read it, the more you realize how disaligned the biblical principles of that are from what mm-hmm. we're going to catch just like going to work and yeah. watching Netflix. Like they're so, so different that something like, well, of course I should take a job that pays more money mm-hmm. you, unless you sort of, unless you sort of understand the biblical concept of generosity, let's mm-hmm. say you're, you're not going to be able to evaluate that specific decision apart from sort of what the world tells you, which is mm-hmm. like make as much money as you can and yeah. spend it all on yourself, right. you know? Yeah. So it is, that's such a good point because there really is a, a strong disalignment on lots and lots of fronts on all of those key deciding factors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're reading the Bible, uh, instead of like a bunch of other people's commentaries on the Bible, right? Because, like, you know, I think, mm-hmm. was it last episode or, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, like Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like he, he talks about the Bible, mm. but unless you're reading the whole context of scripture, you know, there are passages that um, s- say like specific things, but it's in a, it's in a specific context right. or there are other passages that kind of temper it. Right. Um, and so talking about, you know, like talk, talking about one passage in isolation can um be really confusing mm-hmm. unless we we're reading it for ourselves and seeing like, Oh, but Jesus also says right. this, this, and this. Right. Or this verse is in the context of this entire, like, Oh, this isn't about, sometimes that'll happen where you, it'll, it'll sound like something. And then you're like, Oh, that's not the point he was trying to yeah. make. He was using that as an example of this other point, a little bit to the right or the left that really changes the entire reading yeah. of the verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I often see too is, um, uh, you know, cr- uh, people uh, over spiritualizing something, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, 
this opportunity opportunity came up, so God opened this door, yeah. and so that must be God's will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they they use the open door as justification that this is God's will versus just saying, uh, like you know what, like um, you know, both a, a mixture of faith and discernment. Like, oh, you know what? Um, my parents live in this town. We want to move there because we want to be closer to my parents. And mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, this door opened up. Isn't God great? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, would, I will also say, too, like, an open door doesn't necessarily mean you, you should walk through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a closed door doesn't mean you, should, you shouldn't mm-hmm. check to see if it's locked. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe God wants you to take some action and actually turn the knob and open the door. Mm-hmm. So, again, that whole concept of open door, closed door. I think sometimes we hyper-spiritualize that as well. Yeah, and uh, I think this is um, so valuable to just come back to say, like, that's why you need other people. When Mm -hmm. (laughs) when there's a decision on the table, man, you need other people speaking into that. You just do. There's there's such a broad amount of nuance and opportunity and variables and biblical concepts and our own blind spots. It's like, man, critical decisions should be made in in relationship. Mm-hmm. They just really should. Yeah. There's, there's no other way to, to see it clearly. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think one lesson that I, I think this might be one of those lessons you just have to learn. And I didn't learn till, uh, you know, later. Um, but when you're younger, right? Like, especially when it comes to opportunities, like the grass is always greener on the other side yeah. mm-hmm. oh, and absolutely. you jump to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so instead of just watering your own lawn, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just think, Oh man, the grass looks greener. I'm going to mm-hmm. go there. And I'm at a stage of my life where it's just like, and, and, and this has been for a while where, uh, developing a sense of contentment mm-hmm. and really being grateful for the things that are already in place yeah. mm-hmm. instead of trying to chase the next opportunity. And especially if your personality lends itself to that, mm-hmm. like being an A or, or a three or whatever, like that's going to be your MO. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I will sometimes tell people this too, like not as a reason to not go somewhere or whatever, but like, Hey, you don't know how many times over the years I've gotten offers from churches much larger than grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, we'll pay you more, this or that. And I've just said, you know what? Like, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the grass is really green here. I'm going to keep watering my grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to do this compulsively with like every major purchase. I would spend the next several weeks after a major purchase, like still acting like I was looking for it mm-hmm. just to make sure that I had like gotten a good deal instead of really just being like, hey, like I made this decision mm-hmm. with the information I had, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and like, we're just going to live into this now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Although good. I will say with Amazon free returns, that makes yeah. it hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, you know, asking one of the things that I have like had to start practicing because I have a, I have a a lot of my personality that's not so much the grass is always greener as it is like escape conflict or Mm. pressure or Mm -hmm. like, you know, by just removing myself and going somewhere new where I like don't have to have any healthy conflict. I can just, you know, have, have that peace again. Um, and, and, really asking yourself, like, are you moving because you think that something else is, is going to be easier mm. or because something else is going to be better? Or is there something you need to address here? Or is there something you are being called to and invest in where you're at? Um, that is harder, mm-hmm. but 
is is just, you got to pull some weeds to get the green grass. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I mean, legitimately. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that, and that's that whole idea is really great, right? Watering your own lawn and pulling weeds, right? Mm-hmm. Because that that grass might look green, but when you get there, you and you look closer, there'll be weeds. Yeah. 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 And you'll have to do the same work there. Yeah. And actually, I mean, this is a great segue into what we're probably going to talk about mm-hmm. in the next episode, yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is like the valleys and yeah. f- wrong, feeling like decisions are wrong or difficult times. Does that mean yeah. you blew it? Yeah. it's yeah. good. So we will uh, hopefully uh, see you back next week as we talk about that. I got so much to say. <laughs> it's going to be insane. <laughs>